Howdy, neighbor. Howdy, neighbor. Uh, it's Drew Johnson here from the Brews and Bruins podcast. I have Nick Lanciani, a uh, good friend of the podcast here. Nick, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Sun was shining today, you know, day after the snowstorm. It's pretty <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so we got a, a quick little episode here for Friday. It's the first time we're live streaming, too, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Nick, do you want to start us off by introducing what you're drinking? And we're live. Uh, I've got from Medusa a uh, laser cat, which features this wonderful cat with laser eyes. It's an IPA, 8% for those of you that like to have a good time with one beer. Uh, on the Bergeron scale, I think I've probably had this one on the podcast before, but it's 37s all around because Patrice is perfect. So there's that. <laughs> and also given by the fact that you know he's kind of behind me back there. But <laughs> I'm legally obligated to say that. Drew, what about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking a uh, tribute double IPA uh, from Vermont. So the brewery is in Vermont. I believe it. the brewery's tribute. And I hey there, it's Drew Johnson here, post-episode. And uh, the brewery is actually called 14th Star Brewing Company out there in St. Albans, Vermont. So I just needed to correct that. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Adios. I just spilt a little bit. So hopefully... Um, no, I missed my phone. So we're all good. Hey, is that at least... Uh, on the Bergeron scale, I'm going to give it probably about a 20 for drinkability. Uh, it's an 8.1%. So yeah, definitely not having more than one or two of these. Probably switch to something after. Um, you could definitely taste it, but uh, I'm probably going to give it about a 28 on there. Oh, so a Mark Recchi. Mm-hmm. Or a Jamel Smith. A little Mark Recchi action. <laughs> um. All right, so the main point of this podcast, well, this episode is to promote what we did. Uh, what we did, what was that live stream Tuesday night? I think it was Tuesday night. Tuesday went into Wednesday morning. Yeah, it went into it Wednesday was, morning. It was Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did a little live stream. Me, Chris, and Cam, who are not here this evening, that's why we got Nick on as our uh, as our expert. Sorry, friends. <laughs> no, it's probably better. It's probably better than having Chris and Cam. To be uh, I mean. Chris, we, we miss Chris. I don't know about Cam. Yeah, we miss Chris. This is this is Cam's replacement. Um, so yeah, we did a little live stream on Twitch, uh, an NHL 21 fantasy draft. Uh, the whole thing is now viewable on YouTube. Brews and Bruins is the channel. Nick came on for a little bit of that, which was awesome. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go over all of the uh, picks that we made uh, and specifically what the AI, uh, which we all know in the NHL 20 or NHL, EA Sports, NHL games, uh, not always the best picks from the AI coaches. So, Nick, I want your opinion on these. I, I got a little glimpse of them earlier, but uh, I'll bring them up on the screen here. First time I've used StreamYard, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this goes work. smoothly. Um, it's not like okay. we didn't practice this or anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, here we go. It's a little ugly because we got the background and such on there, but... As you can see, we got my team, the Minnesota Wild, my draft picks and the lines that they showed. Uh, any any opinions first glance, Nick? Well, first things first, your team loves hot dogs because you have Phil Kessel. But uh, real yeah. talk, he's, he's good. He can score goals. Not so sure he should be on the first line, however, but you do have kind of a, a weak sauce uh, right side compared to perhaps other teams. 
I do like Nyquist and Bobby Ryan and the roles that they have them on. I do like that you have Wayne Simmons as part of the team. They just don't bring quite as much firepower as maybe Cam or Chris's teams. But, you know, Castle on the first line in a video game should be fine. In real life, I would be a little concerned. He is definitely more of a two or three guy. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, however, the part that I thought for sure most people would think, you know, he's going to go with that guy. You won the draft. I mean, you, you have the best player in the league, and that's not to slight Nathan McKinnon by any means. McDavid is McDavid for a reason. So that's all good and great. You got Palat and Killorn, two great real-life Tampa Bay Lightning players playing on your wild team. Again, great depth. The left side, mwah, love it. Down the <laughs> middle, you know, Kyle Torres in real life, people might be afraid of, but I think he is solid. I think he is a good two-way guy, not great but good and i think the oilers in real life should see some good improvement from that and on your team you're gonna probably end up winning the championship i'll say that for every team but you you have a bunch of guys that i like that are glue guys and such and i'm not one of those guys that goes to the games and watches for the bottom six solely but i do make note of who's actually contributing and who's inhibiting their team Um, yeah, and for those listening now, because uh, right now we're streaming it where you can see it, but for those listening, we got Evgeny Dadanov, McDavid, and Phil Kessel is the first line, Palat, Giroux, and Nyquist is the second, uh, Kalorn, Stahl, Eric Stahl, that is, and Bobby Ryan on the on the third line, and then Calvert, Turris, and Wayne Simmons on that fourth line. Something I would consider doing is moving Giroux to the left wing onto Dadanov's left wing, and then in NHL 21, Dadanov plays both wings. So you can move him over to Kessel's right wing and then figure something out, maybe getting him off the first line, kind of like you said. And you kind of create that faux mcdavid Drysidle, uh parallel with McDavid and Giroux. Right, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there, there's uh, Minnesota's offense. Let's see if I can quickly go to yeah we'll we'll just stick with offense for now. So we'll go over to San Jose, which is Chris's team. This is who how he drafted. I'll just read them really quick before we dive into your analysis. Uh, we got Pacioretty, McKinnon, and Palmieri as the first line. Uh, Pearson, what's his first name? T. Why am I Tanner Pearson? Tanner, yes, thank you. Blanked it. Tanner Pearson, uh, Taves, and Rust on that uh, second line. Then you got Zach Hyman, Miko Koivu and uh, Armia on the third, and then Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, and Jesper Faust on that fourth line. So uh, any uh, any thoughts on this one, Nick? Well, right off the top, uh, he's got the oldest team in the league. So, you know, there's that speed and skill. Yeah. They might have the skill, the speed, that might be a bit of an issue. Now, in a video game, it might not be. I mean, you, you can just play with the sliders, as I always did in NHL 2001. Yeah. But, uh, you know, McKinnon, Second best guy in the league. Pretty good stuff. And again, that's kind of ignoring that Leon Dreisaitl exists. But, you know, good stuff. I am concerned about, again, the first line right wing. I don't think Kyle Palmieri is really a first line guy. He might be more of a second line guy. And mm. on his second line, it seems a bit rusty. I just want to make uh, that point. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just I'm not as sold on this lineup as I am when I look at yours at first glance. But this is a team with lots of veteran experience, which comes in handy, again, (laughs) in a video game. So Joe Thornton, who's been to all of one Stanley Cup final, is going to lead this team to probably losing in the Stanley Cup final again. 
But hey, we'll get one for you one day, Joe. In the meantime, Patrick Marlowe, back again, man. So all I heard was that uh, this team isn't as good as mine, and I'll take it. <laughs> On paper, at the very least. Again, in the experience department, these are silver foxes going up against your young guns. And yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that. I, I'm better. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to move on here. A couple pictures. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. It's Washington, which is Cam's forwards. And I'll read them once again for those who uh, are not viewing but listening at a later date. You got Gabriel Landeskog, Leon Dreisaitl, and Jordan Eberle as your top line. Uh, first glance, it's very dangerous. Uh, then you got Bailey, Bergeron, and Oshie as your second. Uh, Marcus Johansson, uh, Johnson, and Hornquist. Is it Ty Johnson? What is it? Yeah, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Uh, Patrick Hornquist. Yeah, a little more formal. Yeah, as the uh, as the third line. And then you got Sorensen, Backlund, and Anderson uh, as the fourth. Um, so, yeah, thoughts on this? Other than, I guess my initial thought is that first line looks dangerous. Um, just exactly just very, very dangerous. This is the best first line in the league. So be on the lookout for that. I also love how the three of you split the three best players all across the league. Hi, Chanel. You're a big fan of us. We like to see that. <laughs> uh, so Landis Gog on the left wing on the first line. He provides the punch, of course. He can also contribute some scoring. But he is definitely more of your power forward guy, whereas Jordan Eberle's had the resurgence in real life with the New York Islanders. I love everything about this. You bring him back with his former Oilers teammate, Leon Dreisaitl. This is a great first line. Like I said, perhaps best in the league. And that's mm-hmm. acknowledging that Connor McDavid exists on your team, Drew. But hey, yeah. <laughs> it no, might also be the best top six in the league because Patrice Bergeron, very, very solid at center. As a second line center on this team, though, I mean, that's just, it's like being Team Canada in literally anything. Uh, so <laughs> you got that going for them. Shouts to you, Cam. The fourth line, you know, you got some young talent there, and I will be very intrigued to see how it does. Third line's fine. Everything else is good. Big fan of this top six. I'm worried, though, it might be a little top-heavy. Yeah, I think it'll definitely have the uh, best top six of any team because all the AI is also involved in this uh, in this league. So, uh, yeah, I think even his, his second line there with Bailey, Bergeron, Oshie could top. That's the first line anywhere else. Huh? That's the first line anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, definitely going to be dangerous, but I do agree. It's a little bit top heavy, so we'll see how the depth uh, sticks there. Uh, now we're going to move on to some defense, and I think I'll just kind of keep it in order. We got uh, Minnesota here, my team. Uh, so topping it off, it is Dano Chara and Latang as your first pair. Then you got Brody and Shattenberg as your second. And then you got Sakara and Eric Johnson as the third pair. Initial thoughts? Now, whereas Chris had the oldest offense, you. Uh... You've got the oldest defense, Drew. And that's yes. not a bad thing because in the video game, age doesn't really matter. In real life, mm-hmm. I would be concerned. Uh, right. It's not that I'm afraid that Zidane Char can't be the player that he can be anymore. It's that I'm afraid when you put Zidane Char, Eric Johnson, and Andre Sakara on the same team, then you might start to have some problems. And Chris Letang in recent years has been injured a lot because you know age and just the general wear and tear that he's had. Good thing this is a video game because otherwise you're looking at the type of defense that you might be seeing a bunch of injuries coming from. Mm-hmm. TJ Brody, on the other hand, fantastic addition to the top four. 
Kevin Shattenkirk, great contracts in real life with the Anaheim Ducks these days. I like what you have here. I'd just be afraid if anything happens to any of them who might be able to step up. Yeah, I honestly don't remember any of my scratched players uh, or any of ours for that matter, <laughs> which maybe I should have taken screenshots so we could see the whole roster. But Get the uh, chart out here. Yeah, but I guess yeah, I guess you need to watch our video on YouTube to see all of the players we've drafted. This is true. <laughs> there are some guys that I can't remember their names of right now, but they do exist, as a matter of fact. They do exist. Yeah, uh, sorry, there's one of them that I remember, but other than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the AI developed these these uh, pairings. If it, if it's up to me, which it will be eventually, before we sim the whole season, uh, I'll move Chara down to that second pair. Have Brody on the first, I believe. Um, a solid choice. Yeah, I'd rather that that little younger side, that all around play, the skating, especially on that first pair. Um, More minutes, like fresher legs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll probably go with that. Now we're going to skim by and look at Chris's defense here. If I can keep it. Oh, do I have a picture of Chris's defense? I might not. So let's go with, the, let's go with uh, Washington's defense there first. Then uh, it's we got McDonough and Barry on the uh, on the first pair. Uh, Dylan Demers or so, somebody got mad at uh, Cam for pronouncing it Demers when we were. It's Jason Demers, but close enough. Demers. And then uh, Enstrom and Grizzlick on that third pair. Um, so, yeah, wh what you got on this? All right. First of all, I love how Ryan Dunstrom, uh, Ryan Dunstrom, who am I thinking? <laughs> uh, almost Ryan Dempster, a couple of different people there. Enstrom, Dumpster. Anyway, we'll ignore that. Ryan McDonough is a third pairing defenseman in real life on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm -hmm. folks let me re-say that for you ryan mcdonough okay i'm making up phrases re-say but ryan mcdonough okay drafted in the first round by the montreal Canadiens back in the day and of course traded away because they just thought hey scott gomez will be better and that didn't work out in this case video game ryan mcdonough is your number one center cam he's going with tyson barry which if you're a toronto maple Leafs fan you might be a little afraid of but in the video game cam you got something there. Dylan Demers, both top four guys. I love those acquisitions. And uh, Toby Enstrom, it's nice to see you once again, playing over in Europe these days. And, uh, you know, Grizzly, well, local Boston guy, so we got to give him a shout-out on the Brewers and Bruins, of course. Of course. We stand our Boston... How can I rhyme this? Anyway, <laughs> good work, Cam. I give you an A+. Uh, by the way, Bruins diehards. Oh yeah, this is a the Bruins and Bruins podcast, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins diehards. Uh, they asked, "Did I just see Zdeno Chara in the Minnesota Wild?" And indeed, you did. You Your did, eyes do not deceive you. Um, so I don't. I can't find the uh, defense for uh, for Chris's team here. So I might try to figure that out really quick. And in I the, do uh, have it in front of me. If, ooh. if we want to go at blind. Um, well, in the meantime, I'll, I'll try to pull it up and we're going to go to a quick advertisement here uh, of the Blue Jackets podcast we have here on the Hockey Network uh, or the Hockey Podcast Network. Excuse me. So we'll jump right to them. We'll be back in about uh, 60 seconds. We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments where, you know, you're down through nothing and the team has this amazing comeback. And the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. 
We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. Uh, an easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. All right, so we're back here. Uh, definitely check out Jackets Debrief. Great podcast over there on the Hockey Podcast Network. Our, uh, yeah, our colleagues here at the Hockey Podcast Network. So, uh, yeah, I was not able, I never downloaded the image on my computer. Uh, me and Nick have it open, I believe, on uh, on Twitter somewhere. If I can I find see, it. I saved it to my computer. Okay. I like to uh, yeah, I have it here. The top pair is uh, Giordano, uh, Shea Weber. Second pair, you got Eckholm and Braun, first name. Justin Braun. Justin Braun. Uh, and then you got Coburn Coburn and first name, I don't know, Merrill. John Merrill. John Merrill. Oh. Okay. Doc <laughs> um, So my first impression is that top pair is going to be the best in the league. You got Giordano in 87 Absolutely. overall and Weber at uh, 88. Um, I also like Eckholm on that second pair. Uh, but from there – Looks a little bit weak. What do you think? Well, you know, you, you pretty much just said it. Uh, you got the two best defenders in the game, both in overall value and maybe in real life. And then you got my favorite guy, who's generally not a first pairing defender, but sometimes can be because, you know, Nashville, they just stockpile a bunch of people. Matthias Eckholm, literally my favorite. So if the Bruins were ever interested in taking a flyer on him, I wouldn't say no. Justin Braun, on the other hand, not a great season in Philadelphia. So I don't know why Chris was feeling like Doug Wilson and bringing back all his old players. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I mean, you got Braden Coburn and John Merrill. Those lines have to change. Braun will probably be moved down a pairing. But that's one where as the trade deadline approaches, he should be trying to acquire a top four defender for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. He needs the top four to fill in there to uh, really take his team far. Um, but you know, he's got the well-roundedness on offense. So maybe that can, uh, maybe that can help him out there. Um, just, all right, maybe. So just maybe um, we're going to move on to goaltenders now for this uh, NHL 21 fantasy draft. We have going, uh, let's see if I can bring it up here. We can, oh, yeah. it's, it's my goalies, the Minnesota Wild. We got Mark Andre Flory and uh, and Mike Smith there. Um, so from my perspective, I went with Flurry. It was one of the earlier picks for in terms of goaltenders. Um, I was the first of us three to pick a goaltender. Um, I went for him because Bobrovsky was available, but way too expensive cap wise, and we had no idea if cap was on or off. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to turn it off if we want to keep the teams we have. For the record, <laughs> it was off at the draft and i'm pretty sure it's gonna remain off okay cool then that's fine with me but we are kind of Someone under over here is over the limit <laughs> yeah oh i think all three of us are over the limit but uh yeah flurry was the second best available and had a good price tag so i went with him and then mike smith as a backup i'm pretty happy with mike smith as backup but uh what do you think 
Flurry's contract isn't terrible. It's just bad in real life for the Golden Knights since they're over mm-hmm. by a million and they need to move someone. And they said, we're going to move him. And then they said, we're not going to move him because we didn't actually say we're going to move him. All that fun stuff. Mike Smith, if you play the Calgary Flames, you will have a guy who racks up penalty minutes in that for you. Because Mike Smith, as we all know, fought in real life and did a good job. <laughs> Tried his best. But uh, Flurry, solid pick. Again, video game flurry, better than real life flurry. Might be a hot take, but you know Mm. what? For all the shutouts he has in Vegas, he has more shutouts with the Golden Knights than he does with the Penguins in his last three seasons in Pittsburgh and first three seasons in Vegas. So, you know, you got that going for you for the Minnesota Mm -hmm. Wild, GM'd by Drew. But hey. (laughs) GM'd by me. Um, All right, let's move on to the next uh, yeah, we'll go with Chris's of the, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he's got Corey Crawford and Henrik Lundqvist there. Um, overall, uh, you know, some great depth, but I think he would like someone a little better than Crawford. At least in real life, I think he would want someone better than Crawford as your starter. Maybe video game Crawford will be all right for him. Uh, well, again, uh, this is Drew. I mean, sorry, this is Chris being Doug Wilson, but in video game form. So, you know, Drew, I, I don't know. I think your team has the better goaltenders among the older goaltenders. And that says a lot about Corey Crawford and Henrik Lundqvist, even in video game form. I think he'll be fine. But when you talk about the fact that the average age of his entire team is basically 45, you know, <laughs> by the time they get to the playoffs, they might be worn down or they'll just d- dip into their deep playoff experience, except... Let's compare and contrast these goaltenders real quick. Crawford has two Stanley Cup rings and Lundqvist has none. And that's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Because if one goes down and the other one has to lead, you know, he might be entering some unknown territory. I understand he played in five games against the Kings and lost in 2014, but that doesn't exist in this video game world that we have right here, right now. So, Chris, I'm a little worried about your team, man. But best of luck to you. Well, I like hearing that you're worried about him and not so worried about me. That's great to hear. Um, Somehow he managed to draft well. <laughs> uh, next year, we got we got Cam's team, Washington Capitals. He's got Devin Dubnik and Yaroslav Halak. Uh, definitely a shout to him for nabbing Halak as the backup or maybe the one, two, or the... Uh, Nobody picked the one, two, 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 the one a, The one B, I meant. <laughs> yeah, none of us got Tuka Rask. He went way too early. Um, but yeah, another, another scenario, I think actually both of the overalls are worse than Chris's. Um, so video game wise might not be too hot, but he's, he's another one that's got some depth, more depth than myself anyway, at goaltender. I don't know if, I mean, you know, Dubnik is, is one overall rating better than Lundquist, by the way, but Mm -hmm. I don't know how great he is as a starter. And then you got Halak who. Yeah, sure. You, you got the depth there. It could be a 1A, 1B scenario. It would be like when Jose Taylor and Michael Neuverth or Semyon Varlamov back in the day were sharing time for the real-life Washington Capitals. But in the meantime, shout-out to Yarrow Halak, former Lewiston maniac back in the day of the QMJHL team in Maine. That's your Pierre Maguire moment. I'm Nick Lanciani. <laughs> back to you, Drew. Well, I thank you. Uh, that's what we got for for this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it over to you here. Is there anything maybe on the Bruins or NHL front you want to get out there? Some hot takes you got? 
Some hot takes. Uh, hot take. I think the season will be a 56 game season. Mm, I don't sure. know when. That's that's kind <laughs> of the latest thing. You know, we got Canada saying we can't necessarily have games here, but we might be able to if they're able to work things out. And we got the league saying, well, we might move all the games. Oh. I, I, I exited you from the stream really quick, but you're back. Hey, folks, I'm back. Great to be. It's okay. <laughs> I accidentally clicked your, your, your name, and I, I didn't realize it would remove you. We're uh, still learning how to use these tools. Yeah. Uh, but if, if Canadian teams have to move to the States, I agree with all of Twitter in saying that Winnipeg and, and uh, Calgary, I almost call them Atlanta, should have to play in Atlanta. Both the mm-hmm. Flames and the Jets <laughs> return to their old market. And you know what? Winner of the tournament that they have there just stays there. We'll, we'll just recreate the Thrashers or the Flames because, you know what, Winnipeg, you've had it too good for too long. Okay? No airport. <laughs> you don't have to think about any of that. They have an airport, but for That's the folks good. that don't actually know, they might be confused. I don't know. <laughs> it's just something about having a team in Atlanta again sounds very nice. I mean, the Thrashers, man. That was an era. It makes me feel like a kid again. And if anything, I feel very old these days. So (laughs) let's make that not happen. I understand time always moves forward. But that's my take in general. As for the Bruins, now this is where things get more interesting. Because Mike Hoffman is still very much out there. Mm -hmm. A trade that could happen is still very much out there. I saw some tweets out there today. About the Chara, possibility. Still very much out there. Drew, is mm. there anything you want to see? I'll throw it back at you. I I would like to see a trade, to be honest. I would like to see the Bruins nab a, a guy on the left side on defense. Uh, I personally am not super comfortable just tossing Grizzlick into that top role. Um, I would like to see a trade or for them to sign Chara to hold that down for another year, give, give Grizzlick his time on that second pair. Um, that's what I'd really like to see. If I was GM, I'd be doing that. And I think I I have a feeling that's part of the reason they haven't signed Chara. Um, I think... Got to keep every option open. Exactly. And then I, I think, you know, last second, if they don't get anybody via trade, they'll be like, all right, Chara, here's your one mil. Let's go. One year, 700,000. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. <laughs> minimum, you're 40 something. Yeah. Is that enough during a t- I think pandemic? Or do we got to up it a little bit for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would else in one sound like Price is Right style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, I think if he didn't want to play, he would have announced it by now, given the state of the world. For sure, <laughs> it's kind of like if, Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller, yeah. when the last season was ending, as it was coming close to the normal ending, everyone was saying Miller's probably going to retire, and he really wanted to wear his cool Anaheim Ducks pads they didn't get to end up wearing because, well, we all know what happened. The season, the regular season was cut short. The Ducks didn't get to play. So he still wants to be part of this league. I don't know if there's a place for him now, but with the Capitals needing a backup now, there might be a spot open only if they trade someone first, though. There are mm-hmm. still a million dollars over the cap. Yeah. That's what the hard part for the Bruins right now is. They're very tight on the cap. Yeah, exactly. So you can't uh, just go up to Mike Hoffman and say, yeah, $6 million sounds great. You have to be like, how's a one-year, $3 million contract sound? We'll renegotiate next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't go all in. Can't go with a long-term thing, especially oh, – I haven't looked at Cap Friendly, but I believe they have a couple contracts coming up next season that the Bruins are going to have to deal with. 
Um, Krejci's one of them, right? Or is it two? I know Tuka's one of them. Is Krejci one of them, or does he have an extra year? I think he's entering his final year of his contract currently. I mean, I do have it in front of me if I feel like looking it up, but we'll we'll yeah, find yeah. out next time on Bruce and Bruce. Right. <laughs> you can yeah. either Google it or listen on uh, Tuesday in our next episode, and we might or might not tell you. <laughs> the only thing about Hoffman is that I could see a team like Columbus sliding in and saying, here's six million. We got nine million in cap space right now. Mm-hmm. Go for it. It's yeah. just do does anyone want to play in Columbus? And uh well, we've kind of seen that answer before. Yeah. And it may sure. or may not have anything to do with the coach. <laughs> yeah, that may or may not be the reason. Um, well, I think we're going to wrap up this quick little episode we here have here on Friday. Uh, Nick, anything else you'd like to plug uh, before we go? Uh, well, once again, uh, get some laser cat from Medusa because we like beer and it's part of the brand here. Uh, right for Down the Frozen River. Also have a podcast, but you don't have to listen to it. It's fine. I also do stuff on Couch Guy Sports if you want to look at that, but you don't have to look at it. It's fine. You should look at it. I'm probably going to get told that I should say that you should look at it, but <laughs> you don't have to look at the stuff I make. You should look at everyone else's great stuff. And uh, thanks for having me, Andrew. No problem. And Nick doesn't talk himself up enough. So no, definitely I, check I out Nick's work. Definitely do, do not look at my stuff. Definitely follow him on Twitter at Lancey53 um right there and uh and nick will definitely be someone we'll have on more in the future for all those new listeners from the network if you're an old listener you for sure know that we do have nick on pretty frequently uh especially as a fill-in hearing me (laughs) especially as a fill-in if uh cam or chris aren't here i would say me but i haven't missed an episode so you know i'm just more dedicated than those two i think perfect attendance i had that once (laughs) <laughs> i had that one year too i think maybe <laughs> i was actually out for one day but that's a story for a different time that's a story for three weeks from now when nick is back on potentially Sounds like all right fun. we gotta sing out here and i just realized unless i want to edit this after i have to include uh i ha- we, we won't have chris's little theme song for us um so we definitely need to sing out in this instance oh dear what, what are we gonna sing Last week we sang the song. Well, not sang, but you know, mimicked the guitar. Um, mimicked the guitar. Always a good time. I, I could go grab my real guitar. It's across the hall. But, there you go. But I'm not actually going to do that. I don't. Oh, care. Okay. Yeah. Too Again, lazy. Everything I do, just just don't value it. <laughs> Downplay it as much as possible. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we won't sing out. <laughs> I mean. I, I got. I'm just trying to listen to Paul McCartney's oh, 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 oh. That, that's fun. All right. Thanks yeah, for listening. Is. See you later, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>